You've got to be able to have that burning desire, passion to be the best at what you can be. That pursuit of excellence that is undeniably a, 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 a passion and a mood within you that makes you do things that you never would have thought you could do. Shakespeare. I know I've been quiet for a little bit, but I'm back. You know what I'm saying? Um, suffering from uh, quarantine cabin fever, I figured I would just share my thoughts with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Going a little stir crazy. Want to talk about the things that's happening in the world. So please join me for the inaugural episode of Shakespeare's Soapbox, yo. The first thing I wanted to talk about is just that the whole world has been aflame for like the last week over WAP. You know what I'm saying? I'm a fan of uh, Cardi and Megan the Stallion, or Megan the Stallion. I truly love that it's Megan the Stallion. But I'm like, why is everybody bugging out over this one song? Um, I get it. It's provocative. It's explicit. But that is not new to hip hop, y'all. Never has been, never will be. So I don't even understand what the whole craze is. I don't understand why people have their panties in a bunch. It's absolutely bugged out to me. Right. This is not the first time. Shit. When I was maybe eight and nine, I was listening to Ice-T's Power and he had a song like, let's get butt naked and fuck <laughs> like this is not new. But the thing that trips me out is like when the hip hop community, in fact, you know, what I'm saying points a finger at itself. And that bugged me out because what we saw and this was really tripping me out was the fact that CeeLo Green, you know, what I'm saying has something to say. Now, let me be the first to say. I'm a fan of CeeLo Green. I've been a fan of him since he was in the Goody Mob. I was a fan of him as part of Niles Barkley when he went solo and found um, huge success with Fuck You. I thought that was all dope, right? Which was also a provocative record. But I'm like, wait a minute. How are you going to criticize women when you was Cosbying women? Like, you were slipping women Mickeys. But in a recent interview in Far Out, and I quote... CeeLo said a lot of music today is very unfortunate and disappointing on a personal and moral level. There was once a time when we were savvy enough to code certain things. We could express to those it was meant for with the style of language we use. But now music is shameless. It is sheer savagery. Like, really, my nigga? So again, I'm a fan of CeeLo, right? But it doesn't make any sense to me, and I think it's pretty hypocritical. Because, um, you know, Goody Mob debuted in 1995 with uh, Cell Therapy. If y'all remember that record, it was dope record and all that good stuff. But you know who else came out in 1995? Adina Howard, Freak Like Me, right? You know whose debut album came out like a year later or a few months later? Foxy Brown with Il Nana. You know who also debuted in 1996, y'all? Little Kim with Hardcore. So you are part of a class of hip-hop, an iconic hip-hop at that, that has seen this before. This is cyclical. This is nothing new. So... It just trips me out that all of a sudden you're going to police the content and you want to speak to it in such a crazy way. Like, really and truly, kind of bugs me the fuck out. And the only thing that I want to ask CeeLo is that, right? Um, I don't get it. When Lil Jon was talking about get low and sweat dripping off the balls, where were you? When Soldier Boy was talking about Superman that hoe, where were you? You know what I mean? And when... Other artists that I truly and genuinely respect, like Ludacris, was in fact talking about the WAP on songs like Splash Waterfalls or was saying he got hoes in different area codes. Where were you? So really and truly, my issue is about the double standard here, right? 
Men can talk about all of the things that they do. They could talk about getting head. They could talk about, you know what I'm saying? I know a chick named Superhead. She gives Superhead, moved into the building, and even gave the Superhead. And that's acceptable. But the minute women speak to their sexuality in any way, shape, or form, it's problematic. So I just want y'all to remember, right, that hip-hop has always spoken truth, all sorts of truth. And it's given a voice to the voiceless in so many instances. And it just bugs me out that in if you really understand hip-hop, it's given a voice to the suppressed, maybe even the sexually suppressed. So, like, stop clutching your pearls, motherfuckers. Get your panties out of a bunch, you know, because if Cardi and Megan want to be provocative or hypersexualized, or in fact just women, they get to be that. And let's celebrate all that it is in hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Because I know for a fact that someone um, that grew up in the same era that CeeLo came out in, Foxy Brown and Lil' Kim gave women a voice, allowed them to be confident, sex positive, body positive, and all of that goodness. So, like, let's just not forget that hip-hop is, in fact, counterculture, and it speaks to the things that people are feeling in a way that society has never accepted from jump. And actually, while I'm on it, you know, I also want to speak to um, how all of these right-wing conservatives have decided that now they are hip-hop fans in some capacity and they're going to listen to Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and they want to also chime in the conversation and have commentary. Um, it's really interesting and also hypocritical that you could watch your constituent and U.S. representative and Ted Yoho um, call Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez disgusting and a fucking bitch while you sit there complicit and don't say anything. But now you want to talk about hip-hop and, and being explicit or provocative? Guess what? Suck a dick. But we also saw this week, like, a really incredible and monumentous moment, um, you know, in Joe Biden choosing his running mate in Kamala Harris, which I think is incredible, right? So um, we're going to give Kamala her roses, you know what I mean? Give her her flowers while she can still smell them. Because, in fact, she's making history as the first black and South Asian woman on a vice presidential ticket, right? I think that that's incredible. Um, but I find it very insulting and disrespectful that news media outlets, especially Fox News, continue to mispronounce her name. You know what I'm saying? And I think that uh, it's intentional in some regards. They pronounce it like Kamala, the Ugandan giant, who incidentally actually passed away this week. But her name is Kamala. And shout out to Bakari Sellers because he was the first person I saw on Twitter Put it out there phonetically. Uh, he put comma, like the punctuation, hyphen, la, right? So it's Kamala. So say it with me, y'all. Kamala. 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 Come on. Kama, 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 kakamala. 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 Listen, I can't say, but you get it. It's Kamala Harris, right? So I would just say, like, put some motherfucking respect on her name and pronounce it properly, y'all. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous and just um, a testament to how wild these right-wing conservatives can be when they want to be, right? Um, but to be quite honest, uh, I'm a little conflicted uh, in, in or just on my stance on Kamala, right? I, I think it's dope that she was chosen. Um, I would have preferred Elizabeth Warren personally. Not to be confused, I'm absolutely voting in November for the Biden-Harris ticket, without a shadow of a doubt, right? We are seeing the grossest abuse of power we have ever seen in our lifetime. I think our democracy and our freedom as we know it is being compromised and threatened. 
I think it's very important that we are not just woke, but we are informed about what is happening. Because again, I can't reiterate this enough. Yo, this is the grossest abuse of power we have seen. And consistently, Michael Cohen, um, Trump's former attorney, has said how corrupt he is, that he's in fact hidden secrets. And I just think that Trump is doing everything to sway the election for a second time. I do not understand for the life of me how someone who has been impeached, y'all, motherfucker's been impeached, does not have any opposition and is running for re-election. The way he's handled COVID has been horrible. This is a dude that said, grab him by the pussy. He has emboldened racist and white supremacy at every fucking turn. And now he is destroying the United States Postal Service. Vice broke the fucking news that they're removing sorting equipment at post offices across the country. This is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, um, I just think that we've seen the corruption. We, we know what it is. And the truth of the matter is, uh, I want to share a tweet that uh, Brian Tyler Cohen had said a couple of days ago. You know, it's funny and it's ironic, right? He goes, the post office is secure enough for millions of Americans to send taxes to the IRS every year. Secure enough for the government to mail out $1,200 stimulus checks. Secure enough to send credit cards and passports and driver's licenses, but not secure enough for ballots. Got it. Again, I ask y'all, please be woke. Understand what's happening. You know what I mean? And these are just a couple of things that have been on my mind. Um, you know what I mean? So, you know, thank you for listening. I just wanted to share my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? The quarantine cabin fever's taking over. This has been Shakespeare Soapbox. Just my feelings, just my thoughts at the time, y'all. You know what I'm saying? But um, please join me again. Probably be back in a few days, maybe next week or whatever. Tell a friend, share it, follow me on social media, although I'm not on social media much. At Franklin Rossman. Peace.